What's your name, kid? The Human Spider. The Human Spider, that's it? That's the best you got? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. The sum of $3,000 will be paid to the terrifying, the deadly, the amazing Spider-Man! My name's the Human Spider. Everybody. Welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies that doesn't take itself too seriously with Bryn and Jeremy. And today is week three of the Dark Council uh, month elected to be Defoe month, celebrating the filmography and oeuvre of one Willem Defoe. That's right, folks. We are deep in the thick of Willem de June. Will- and <laughs> Willem are- de June. We are up to what I I believe to be, I mean, you know, everybody obviously, when there's like a big actor who has a long career, you kind of have like, you know, your movie that you think of him as, you know, anytime you see him somewhere else, you're like, hey, it's the guy from that. Okay, sure. And this is that for me. (laughs) This This is? This was definitely the first Willem Dafoe movie that I at least was aware of him in. Oh, and you were like, this is Willem Dafoe. Yeah, well, so forever, it's just kind of like, hey, it's the guy from... You know, Spider Man. Uh, sure, there's <laughs> always like weird ones of those, like um, uh, William H Macy, um, right? That's that guy's name, William H Macy. Yeah, William H Macy from Boogie Nights and Fargo. Yeah, so to me, <laughs> he's William H Macy from Air Force One. <laughs> he's in Air Force One. Yeah, he's. Oh uh, damn! He's like the president's like special right hand man guy who goes down with the plane at the end. The truth is for me that uh, Willem Dafoe was the guy who plays the vampire in Shadow of the Vampire because mm. that movie came out in two thousand when I was, but. 12 or 13 but all of my friends were talking about that movie for some reason at the time they're yeah. like you gotta see shadow of the vampire you shadow of the vampire and i was like you oh the vampire guy and he's so creepy looking in that movie so that that's also oh also you know maybe even more important to me as a child was speed Two cruise control where oh, he plays yes. the villain you're absolutely right but i don't <laughs> think that i remembered him as being the guy in cruise control i remember when but- spider-man came out i'm like oh he was in Speed <laughs> the 2. The guy from Speed 2 Cruise Control. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. definitely, um, I agree with you. That's like kind of a quintessential like movie in my childhood. But uh, I don't think that for some reason, I just don't think it registered. Right, sure. No, that's fair. I think of it being um, like in my mind's eye, if you were to ask me who's the villain in Speed 2 Cruise Control, I would have said um, Gary Busey. Okay. I understand that. I don't know why I understand that, but I, I get what you're saying. They both and, got like fucked up mouth situations. Yeah, but I can know, like, like, yeah. Um, I think it makes sense. It does make sense. So Willem Dafoe is one of those guys who's like kind of, he's not really a leading man, but like he's as big a celebrity as a leading man. He's yeah. not exactly a character actor. He's like, I, th- I don't know. I think I mean, he's like kind he, of like, He's the king of the character actors, you know. He's like he's one of those rare guys who like true. breaks through to be like 
you know, what if what if he's a leading man? Maybe we give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like he's like a leading man or he's like a leading villain. And mm-hmm. he'll he'll be leading he'll be like headlining on indie movies that yeah. are sort of big. For example, The Lighthouse. Um things like that. Uh so uh, he's he's got a really interesting career and we're watching some weird ones. Uh, and this week is yeah. Spider-Man uh just 2002 Spider-Man. just spy just straight up spider-man straight spider-man um, no and, chaser and we'll <laughs> and we'll get into that in a second but uh this is a week that i must ask you what else did you watch this week thank you for asking Bryn. this week You're um welcome. as we talked about on the bonus episode i was on a business trip and i got um kind of stuck in uh in the washington dc suburbs just trying to fill time and enjoy myself in whatever way I could. And sure. the, the way that I chose to do that was I went and I caught a fucking movie. I just went to the goddamn movies. Lo- I, I don't really get to, to do, do it, it very much. Um, <laughs> yeah. With a baby and yeah. So it, it was a nice time. I went and caught a matinee. Uh, I got there a little too early uh, and I was in this like weird little, um, it's like a, it, it seems like it's sort of a mall, but it really sucks. Um, if you could imagine a mall that's only restaurants and all the restaurants are chains. Uh, like just the food court of a it's mall, It's just basically? the food court, but everybody's full size. So it's not like little stalls uh, that you then go sit in a little food court area. Is it, it is sort of like the way there's a Chuck E. Cheese and a Brook- Buffalo Wild Wings in like the Atlantic Pacific Mall? Yes, but if you could but imagine... But it's just that. Yeah, there's yeah. no Uniqlo. <laughs> there's, there's no, no Target. Victoria's Secret. Those are all replaced by like a Chili's and <laughs> other, other restaurants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. Are there, yeah. Is there even like a makeup island, like the the middle the middle row stuff that like no. they're selling? perfume and shit no it seemed like there might have been like a cell phone kiosk or something there you go that's what i'm thinking of they weren't open damn um and and it was weird because everybody has like outside openings for the restaurants and then there's an inside mall chunk that you can also access the mall from and that's the only way to get into the movie theater so you have to walk through this weird like <laughs> bright mall of like every place that you never eat right applebee's chilies <laughs> applebee's Outback. chilies red robin sure. um t- like a tcby tree whoa okay <laughs> <laughs> DC, this is DC. Yeah, this is DC. God, they DC get, fucking sucks. <laughs> they get them all, baby. <laughs> so, so, and then, so I got there a little too early, and I was like, I'm not hungry. Uh, what else can I do to kill time? And so I go into the the movie theater to buy my ticket, and the guy is like, uh, it's mostly restaurants here. I asked him if there's stores. I was like, is there anywhere to <laughs> shop? And he's like, no, it's all restaurants. I'm like, are any of them bars? He's like, well, we have a bar. And I'm like, no kidding. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we have a little bar over here. They just, it's just like a little mini fridge with beers in it. What the fuck? <laughs> with just chairs and stuff? Yeah. Uh-huh. And he sold me a fat tire and I just sat there alone at this AMC. <laughs> just, just tweeting. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, hey man, am I allowed to like bring these in? And he was like, yeah, sure. And so I like bought another one and I brought it into Spider-Verse. A matinee of fucking Spider-Verse. It's me and like all the eight-year-olds in the immediate region. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> On summer vacation, the most predator vibe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had to keep being like, 
I was like, oh, I miss my son. (laughs) Oh, my son would love this movie. Oh, man, I can't wait to take my son to the movies. Anyway. (laughs) So, yeah, so I went to go see Spider-Verse, and um, I know you saw Spider-Verse this week, too. I also watched Spider-Verse, Maybe we'll just kind of, like, open this up to a broader uh, Spider-Verse discussion. I Yeah, we should. Um, so just right off the right off the jump, uh, I didn't like it. I also had some big problems with it. I had a lot of big problems with it. I think it was beautiful in exactly the way that you thought it was going to be beautiful. Of course, it's probably even more inventive and mm-hmm. cool looking uh, in a lot of ways. There's a, like not only just like okay, the movie looks gorgeous, it's cool animation, but also technically, I think like the way that the direction worked was more inventive and creative. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was. It wasn't just it looks cool. It was also directed with like these very impossible shots yes. that like you couldn't do outside of animation. And they like just kept upping the ante on those things. Uh, and I really appreciated that. And I was pretty much immediately turned off by everything else. Yeah, pretty much just about everything else. I think... Um so the the story of this one is that uh, you know, following the events of Spider Verse, now they're all back in their regular regular universes. Miles misses all his homies, and um, and there's a new bad guy. Um, the whole the, the, the spot, yeah. I keep wanting Who to I the like. Hole. I like his gimmick. It's fun. I think he becomes tiresome as he grows stronger. Well, luckily, but I guess that's kind of the that's kind of the fun of it. I guess is that he's a goofball who like becomes scary. Yeah, and also, like, you don't get too much of him. He doesn't really mm-hmm. wear his welcome because he kind of disappears from the movie because he's just, like, the bad thing that's going to happen. He's And, yeah. like, who is the voice of him? Jason Schwartzman. That's who I thought it was, yeah. but I, could, uh-huh. I wasn't sure. I yeah, look. he's fun. He's, like, a... Um, I like that he's, like, a Venture Brothers villain. He's yeah. Got, he's really goofy <laughs> and, like, really low, like, low rent. He's stealing money from an ATM. <laughs> just, like, trying it out. Yeah. Uh, um, so that's fun. And I think there's, like, good New York happening in this. Uh, oh, um, yeah. I mean, there's lots of great vibes. There's great vibes. I love Indian Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> me, I wish there me was and Chris more Indian Spider-Man. Pretty hard about Indian. <laughs> yeah, you better believe I was dying in the theater, half drunk, just like, like no, don't leave Indian Spider-Man. Bring him back. I want to be in Manhattan. I want to be there. <laughs> Bring me back, man. <laughs> Doing so the Avatar thing where you get depression because you because <laughs> you can't live because I can't live in Indian in Manhattan or whatever they call it Mumbaihattan or whatever. Um, yeah, so that shit all rocked. I um, yeah. I didn't even hate Spider Punk. He was a little cringe, but I don't really mind that. I um, I didn't love. I, I was kind of so I tried to stay as a pretty um, like I tried not to read anything about it or anybody's mm. about, but the Discord was just like so good here's all the things i love about it and i was like yeah. oh I, I saw some stuff and people were like spider punk is the best guy and i was like oh, i liked spider punk in the original one because uh, the spider punk is in the comics and the original spider verse run and, oh okay um see this is something i didn't know and 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 i guess this is part of my problem with this one is that like i think a big part of the charm of the first movie 
is that like you have you know you've got spider pig you've got the noir uh spider-man yeah you've got the korean spider-man like these are all like really funny like really just pulled in from fucking nowhere like you're just like this is these are all really funny examples of like the ways that you can stretch an ip into different you know ridiculous ways to like to to appeal to different markets and whatever Uh right and i thought that was really funny and inventive and then i think it was you even who might have told me like oh those are all real those are from real spider-man things and i'm like okay that's funny that's cute that they found all these like these way out there things just kind of bring together into this movie but they didn't hammer it they didn't hammer it over our fucking heads that these things exist and they're real and they have their own little things the thing that fucking killed me in this was how much that just curdled into a like absolute nightmare of just like just squeezing every single spider-man thing that exists into this one thing they're in this like corporate office for the spider-man you know council of ricks what are they all doing in there what are they all doing there and and and, (laughs) and what like what am i supposed to be feeling when you're like oh here's Here's Topher or Toby Maguire. Here's you know. Here's Andrew yes. Garfield. Like, look at this. Here's oh, this is the guy that everybody thought might play Miles Morales at some point. It's yeah. it's Donald Glover. You know, it's, it's like, yeah. Pretty immediately, you get. First of all, the movie is full of quips. Mm-hmm. When we when you enter the movie, Gwen Stacy is like, or not Spider Gwen is like the 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 leonardo da vinci like vulture is like in the muse in the guggenheim and she's fighting them and it's so much more like josh whedon mm-hmm. like than anything else in the first movie and they're just like well what do you do and get out of here you know there's like this all yeah. this very talky stuff that isn't funny yeah if i had to guess you were sipping an espresso in a, in a renaissance universe where it's like yeah oh, that's about right yeah it's just annoying just and- annoying very bad kind of stuff and then and then we get to this actual story which i feel like it's not a story there's no story no but there the the whole it's first half of it's half of a story that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you get you get so many repetitions of like being Spider-Man makes you late for things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I get it. That's not that interesting and his relationship with his parents is just like basically every sort of like pet peeve I have with movie writing where it's mm-hmm. like problems that could just be solved by talking. Or, or like yeah, making I mean, I up a like, lie, like I, making up a lie is better. Yeah, it's like, buddy, you could you have a friend who just seems to have nothing but time on his hands. Have him make a cover for you. Yeah, you, you're in computer club. Say you, know? you have like, a job. You, you have <laughs> an anime club, and you guys watch anime and whatever. Like, come up with a lie. That's fine. I I don't mind that stuff as much though. I I think if the movie was all just about Miles trying to like live life as spider-man and also a student and like you know deal with his parents expectations for him and all that sort of stuff i mean i'm a i'm a big pussy for that sort of thing i love spider-man too sure like that's 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 my jam when it comes to this sort of storytelling like i'm much more interested in that than i am in like what he does as spider-man necessarily for sure um and but- I, I i found a lot of the stuff with his mom in particular very touching and like his big coming out to his wrong mom and whatever was like pretty touching um yeah no, that they're- stuff's fine it's really it's 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 when they just start like 
when they start using this conceit, this like clever thing that they did once to now be like, okay, what if we have a million t-shirts we can sell? And what if we do the Spider-Man pointing meme? And what if we do the old Spider-Man from right. the old cartoon? I, the, the only thing that was missing, I don't think I caught it. And that, cause I, you know, they don't own this, but Italian Spider-Man was nowhere to be found. <laughs> I didn't see Italian Spider-Man. Uh, I did see the Japanese Spider-Man though. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so I, I, there was it was quippier. The story I felt was weaker, even before we get into like the actual problems with the movie. But mm-hmm. then like it was also just like you're saying, like just more like, hey, look at that. Remember that? Like these very like referential things. Yeah. Uh, and it it just felt like there was a lot of fingerprints of the studio of like, oh, we made a billion dollars. We have to like have our influence here now. Yeah. Um. And so you get to the sort of crux of the story, which is that uh, Spider-Man 2099 um, is like, I've decided that there's this way that Spider-Mans have to be. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you create Miles a, like, uh, isn't allowed to be because he didn't actually get by, by the right spider. Some dumb bullshit that like... Yeah, it's like, uh, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's... it's um, kind of like uh like dark in a way where it's like you know these things have to happen in order for existence to continue to be like and and so the idea is that like every spider-man has to go through this like you know traumatic experience and blah 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 which is just stupid it doesn't make any sense because if there's a universe where there isn't a spider-man which is the one that miles is allegedly you know getting bit by the spider from or whatever like if that exists then yeah. why aren't there universes where like Spider-Man is, you know, just not good or, you know, he's he's a bad guy or why isn't there a universe where Spider-Man uh, has an awesome life? And, yeah, and there would uses- have to be because that's the situation you set up in the first movie, that yeah. there's just infinite amounts of worlds. Some of them have Spider-Man in them. Some of them have this, this kind of Spider-Man and some of them have Miles yeah, Morales. The whole point of infinite universes is that there's also one where like Miles Morales has six fingers and that's the only difference. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, the point is there's infinite versions. And I felt like I felt like the 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 problem was is that you've got the the first movie is kind of pointed at like look anybody can be Spider-Man. Anybody mm-hmm. can be a hero, anybody can do what they want to do. And that was sort of like very earnest and sincere and what was like at the heart of the movie. Right. And then this movie is like none of that's true. And actually all of his Psych. all of his friends knew that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And like Gwen, they were all in on this weird conspiracy <laughs> that's also like about m- movies and stuff. Yeah, and which like, is like why? Shut up, that sucks. I- also, it sucks that they did this without John Mulaney. Uh, they should have brought Spider Pig back. <laughs> I know, I know, John Mulaney was probably in rehab during this, but they could have probably. Mm-hmm. They, he could have done it in his notes app. This movie sucks dick anyway. Like you <laughs> might as well have just done like bad audio for him. Yeah, and then. You know, so that's to my big issue was that like the crux of the story is like kind of a betrayal of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it felt like 
And I, it's just the kind of thing that like really makes my 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 movie dick soft, you know, is like I don't yeah. want to hear you guys talk about like the archetypes of movies in your movie. I don't want to hear you talk about like the structure of a like this isn't Joseph Campbell. I don't want to know about the fucking, <laughs> you know, the hero's journey yeah. I don't as need, I'm watching. This. <laughs> I don't need Umberto Echo's Spider-Man. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then you have the the weird twist where they send him back to his like real universe. Yeah. And then the real universe is where his like he becomes a criminal because he doesn't have a father. Uh-huh, <laughs> it's yeah. like, what? Ooh, <laughs> Are you sure that's where you're going you with it? You guys sure did twist that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, you had one movie where you did a good job of having woke Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, even that movie, his dad has to be a cop. Sure, of um, course. But, but in this one, now his dad is dead and therefore he's a fatherless black child who is, who is of course, a villain? destined to have really really cool braids and do crime <laughs> yeah and have, he looks so sick as the bad guy you looks, must admit <laughs> i do admit he looks sick and he has like dead criminal eyes right yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, he looks like um he's got like the same braids as um riley in the boondocks yes. and he just looks so fucking cool the and character you're like, design you're like miles what are you doing man you better go back to your universe when you get out of this pickle and you better do your hair like that (laughs) (laughs) way better dude uh and i feel like it's uh yeah so it's just like also you know it, it might be trite to mention at this point but like the 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 good cop stuff in this movie is so heavy. There's a lot of that. It's yeah. re- it was really not like I she was literally says to him, you're a good cop. I know. <laughs> Shut I got, up. Like, like <laughs> what I, is this fucking NYPD blue? <laughs> I try to be normal. Like when Spider-Verse came out, I barely even mentioned it. That's like, it's kind of sucks that his dad has to be a cop, but it's like, you can kind of overlook it because it makes sense within the story that he needs to be a cop to like yeah. do the prowler thing and like not trust Spider-Man. So there's like this, okay, whatever. What is this stupid shit, by the way, about fucking like Spider-Man has to have a cop dad who makes captain and then dies. Where that's did not that in, come that's from? That's not in anything. The fucking, the main Spider-Man we know doesn't even have a dad. I think, I think Is they're the implication that Peter Parker's dad was a cop at some point and made captain and, and died and that's why he has to be with Uncle Ben? I think that uh, in the original comic, I think Gwen Stacy's dad is a cop or mm-hmm. a captain or something. Um but I don't really remember. But I don't. I don't think that like there's very, there's a lot of Spider Men that don't have a captain uh, that dies or whatever. I think that yeah. they're doing that one for the. But so I don't know. I feel like yeah, G- G- George Stacy is the captain. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I, I, it, it, it's just like so. I I was saying this, and then I was saying this on Twitter. Uh, on a different account that's just for other things. Mm. Uh, and and Dan Slott, the writer of the original Spider-Verse, chimed in and was like, I'm just interested. Like, why did you feel it was like a betrayal? And I explained all of this stuff to him. And he was like, well, because he was a consultant on this movie. He didn't write mm-hmm. it, but he was a consultant on it. And he was like, I feel like, I feel like, you know, the we we're just trying to, they were just trying to raise the stakes and, this is sort of the uh, the 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 Empire Strikes Back of the of this movie or whatever, and and I was like, the Empire Strikes Back has an ending. That too. I'll just say. 
<laughs> that too. And I said, there's an incredible chance here to make a statement about uh, even if your white liberal friends who you think have your back will flip on you if a structural power tells them it's necessary for the good of the system. But considering all the cop stuff, I have my doubts. <laughs> and he was like, there are some big third rails I can't touch talking about this. Uh, but uh, he was like, I really think that if you have trust in the trilogy, I think you'll be happy at the end of the, of the series. So I'm holding complete judgment, but the fact that it just felt like the, 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 an episode of a TV show, I was really disappointed in that. Like yeah, it didn't that it, have that a it, real ending. Yeah. Like you can have a cliffhanger to like, to bring us into the third piece of a trilogy or whatever. Like, but your cliffhanger can't literally feel like it has to be continued written on. It does. You know? they, like, they wrote to be continued on the screen. Yeah, it's in there. It really feels just like, yeah, like a, like a two-parter episode of a TV show. They don't resolve anything. Right. Uh, you have kind of, I guess, like the resolution of like Gwen's role in all this. And so she's like, surprise, actually, I'm putting together a team. We're doing That's the start of the movie. Avengers and That's whatever. the start of a movie. It, it feels yeah. so weird. And I and I felt like the more I thought about it, the more pissed off it made me because I feel like it's a precedent that is impossibly upsetting. Mm-hmm. Like if Spider-Verse can do it and make a gazillion dollars, like every dumb fucking movie is going to be like, we don't even have to finish the end. Like we can just write a six hour movie and then like release parts of it. Yeah. Uh, and that sucks. That sucks pretty bad. Uh, one last thing on Spider-Verse before we move on uh, is that I see a lot of chatter around uh, Gwen being trans-coded or possibly just trans in general. I've, um, I've heard this. I think... I... I think you're I think the people who say this are right that that she is is definitely coded trans or queer <laughs> or something. I think if you were expecting Gwen to come out as trans in the third Spider-Verse movie, I think you're you're, you're setting holding yourself your breath up for <laughs> a massive disappointment. This is I don't think there is a term for trans baiting, but it's trans baiting is what's happening. It is. I mean, I think, I think so. The only thing is that she wears the pink and blue colors. Yeah. And then she has like a haircut and she's, you know, (laughs) she has a haircut. She She has a haircut. She she, kind of gives off the vibe. Like I could see it. Well, there's a shot in the movie that she has a trans flag on her wall. Mm -hmm. It says protect trans kids. And it's like, I don't know. The movie felt more cynical than the last one. And I was like, not that I disagree with the message or whatever, but it just feels like so like tacked on. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, why? Yeah. They're trying to code her, you know, I mean, they could very easily, if there was backlash to, to, you know, to, to, to her being trans, like, they could very easily just be like, no, we were just trying to show that she's, she's supportive. Liberal. Yeah. <laughs> she's progressive. <laughs> but also like the thing I, I'm very confused by why people are insisting on this because don't people usually get mad when, uh, cis people play trans characters. Like this is yeah. a, not a trans girl voice actress. Who's so the voice actress? Haley Steinfeld from true grit. Oh the, damn! The, really? The, the little girl from True Grit. Yeah, good grew for up her. And, yeah, she's doing a lot of stuff. I didn't realize she was did anything after True Grit. Yeah. Uh, 
I think she did a bunch of stuff. She was in yeah, that. Yeah, she'd been around. Good for her. Very Shouts good. Out. Good for her. And I mean, she does a great job. But like, I feel like weren't, weren't people just very recently having conversations about how people should be canceled for playing trans characters when they're not trans? I don't know about canceled, but I mean, or whatever. I think people get people mad about like, it. Yeah, you should do. You should. Yeah. They, you, no, they you, literally like got. They tried to like say that Scarlett Johansson was like canceled, and then they made her quit. Remember, there was like a thing what? where she was going to play a trans character. What? Well, that's also. I mean, listen. It's there's funny because also, it's like, there's additional baggage there. <laughs> I think we can agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was going to portray a transgender man in the film Rub and Tug. Ooh, uh, well, that also sounds like a problem. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a Fairly Brothers movie <laughs> from like 2006 <laughs> about a guy who gets hired to jack off for some reason, <laughs> but she's <laughs> but he's trans. Wait, so, well, so the, the gimmick would be that it's a um, it's like a um, it's a happy ending massage parlor, right? And a trans person comes in to get a job. And they're like the the boss characters is like Zoinks! Wait, <laughs> you can work for for everybody <laughs> if we play this right. <laughs> we and can they do get like you a to Mrs. Doubtfire sort of thing where like <laughs> you have to keep like going back to the bathroom to change costume and yeah. come back out. <laughs> That's what Scarlett Johansson was going to be. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, but there was backlash. So I'm just saying. Yeah, I bet. I'm just saying. I think it's weird that people are like, oh, cool. In this situation. Well, because Spider-Gwen is pretty fucking cool. I think there's also something to be said for that. Like, you know, she's a fucking cool character. She's got a cool outfit. <laughs> That's true. She all is the spider girls in America want to be her. Like, all the little girls are, like, obsessed with yeah, her. Like, so I could see why it would be pretty sick if Spider-Gwen was trans. However, I don't think Spider-Gwen is going to be trans. I think they're going to bait you it's even further baiting. in the third one. They're going to, they're going to like straight up, like they're, they're going to like throw in a couple of like shadows that you're going to be like, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that. Gonna <laughs> People are going to be dissecting the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I just feel like it's more cynical and annoying. And I, yes. I was I was sort of disappointed. I was pretty disappointed in it, uh, considering how good the first one is. I It's hard to imagine the f- next one being much better in terms of the story and less cynical. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping, I'm, I'm holding out hope. Either way, I'm going to see it because it's one of the most beautiful things. Like, the yeah. animation is just it's like unbelievable. stunning. I mean, of course, it's I'm stunning. gonna watch it. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I mean, like every star I would give it, every great, like every amount of points I would give this movie is entirely on its like technical and visual aspects. Yes, uh-huh. and, and and it's got funny stuff like it's very enjoyable to watch the action scenes yeah you know, i mean like, we're treating i feel like we're treating spider-verse the way that like the academy awards would treat like you know like the expendables or whatever <laughs> like <laughs> it's gonna get it's gonna get like you know some some special effects awards we're gonna be like wow great costume and makeup you know yeah ex- exactly <laughs> obviously sure. i'm not giving you any of the real ones but, <laughs> you know early night we'll throw a couple your way character design immediately obviously (laughs) uh yeah okay so uh i guess i'll save my other movie for next week you fucking Um, better yeah we (laughs) it's 30 (laughs) minutes already yeah and it's spider-man o'clock 
uh, it's Spider-Man All episode, and we are talking about our feature presentation, which is 2002's Sam Raimi-directed Spider-Man, featuring Tobey Maguire, uh, Willem Dafoe, uh, Kirsten Dunst, James Franco, star-studded yeah. cast, especially for the time. Um, yeah, this is a movie that I think lots of people have seen and enjoyed. Yes. This and, was a huge, huge movie. Even though like the numbers don't really portray this, I feel like the cultural impact of this movie like far, far exceeds what these numbers show. Yeah, this is a movie. What, what movies? What numbers are you looking at? Like the, the uh, box like, office? Yeah. At the time, that's surprising. It, it's surprising. Like, oh, it's yeah, eight hundred and twenty-five million. Is yeah, pretty I mean, good. Listen, it's nothing. To, it's nothing to sniff at. That's a lot of money. But I'm just thinking of like Fellowship of the Ring is the year before. Ooh. And that okay. makes oh eight hundred and ninety-eight. Okay, okay so you know it's huge. what? Then let's go ahead and say it. This feels like what it should be. Yeah. yeah. So well, because it was also like this was before. I think it's it's before Avatar, mm-hmm. and Avatar is the first movie to make a billion dollars, right? Okay. Um, yeah. So then this feels right. So it's pretty. It's pretty up there. Um, and then and then after that we have uh, the Avengers. I think made a billy. So. Uh, this is sort of the beginning of the of the Marvel Renaissance. It is um, sort of, but it's also kind of a weird like it's on an island in a lot of ways because it's Sony. It's they don't have everything together yet, it's, and it's like several years before they start their projects. You know, Iron Man is like not for another like what five years, six years. I think uh, I think Iron Man one is twenty oh. Four? Yeah. Five? Oh, eight. Oh, eight. Yeah. Iron Man really? is eight. Yeah. So oh that God. makes some sense. Um, yeah, Spider-Man is kind of in its own little realm. They tried doing a few things after Spider-Man because they're like, hey, people loved Spider-Man. People what if we do Daredevil? It. And then they fucking blow it. <laughs> and they try doing Hulk and Hulk blows it. And like all of these things yeah. just fall right on their faces. Yeah, because and- nobody really realizes the magic of Spider-Man. Like, And that's why like you could tell all this time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they were just dying to get spider-man back because spider-man just he prints money you know (laughs) like he just (laughs) is so compelling he's the best he's the best superhero right like gotta be up there at least i mean i think he's definitely the most popular for sure uh because he's so relatable compared to, you know, the other big, you know, obviously the other big names, Batman, Superman, right? Like you have God and you have a rich fucking dickhead. <laughs> and then you got <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man who's like them. fucking delivering pizzas and like he can't even really explain to you why he's Spider-Man except that his uncle died and he just like feels driven to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't seem to enrich him and... in any way. It doesn't make his life <laughs> any better. It makes it a lot worse, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we had in the late 90s, uh, sort of the beginning with of this with uh, X Men, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think is a little before. Yeah, X Men is a pretty good. Um, what's the first X Men movie? Is ninety four? No. Oh, two thousand. Okay, original X Men yeah. is two thousand. Yes. Um. X-Men. But then X Men falls off pretty hard because X Two nobody gives a shit. No, about. no, everyone liked X Two. I thought what? That's the one everyone liked. No, yeah. X Two. Yeah, I think so. X Two even made I think definitely more money. 
it no made, fucking way. It made four hundred milli. Uh, the first one made. I remember that being a big deal. Yeah, the first one made two ninety six. Wow. So, okay. I I think si- oh, X- this is the one with Nightcrawler. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that is a good, people did like X two. Yeah, and they had Iceman, and it sort of hammers home that it's sort of about gay people actually. Yeah. Uh, Do they have the fucking jellyfish guy in this one? Is that the first yes, one? Yes, yes. No, the first one is the one where it has Toad and Storm is like, what happens to Frog when it gets hit by lightning? Oh, that's right. The same yeah. thing. And the first it, one is really... And it really all ends s- in like the Statue of Liberty and like the story kind of doesn't really make any sense. Like, yeah. why are they there? And the whatever. first one is so stupid, but it like has this vibe that people were okay with. And then mm-hmm. X2 is the actual good movie that people actually remember. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. I think I was thinking of X2 when yeah, I was thinking probably- of X-Men. <laughs> And then they try to do Hulk, like you said, the same year. Daredevil X2 Hulk. Uh, Punisher comes out 2004. Yeah. Spider-Man 2, Blade Trinity, Electra. They really were trying. Fantastic Four comes out in 2005. Oh, yeah. Fantastic Four. They really did a lot of these. And Ghost none Rider, of them really worked the same. <laughs> Ghost Rider 2007. Uh, and then finally... Marvel Studios gets its shit together and does Iron Man in 2008. Yeah. So it's there's a big five-year chunk where they, everyone who owns any of it is trying and Marvel is just like looking at all this money and it's like, we got to get all this, <laughs> we got to yeah. get all this together. And then they form their own studios and, and then get it all together. And now they're the powerhouse that they are. But I feel like Blade, X-Men, Blade 2 are the three Marvel movies before Spider-Man 1. Mm-hmm. And that's it, Marvel-wise. Um, and while there's Batman in the 80s... And Blade is an odd case, too, because Blade is just kind of like... I don't think people really think of it as being part of this. You it's know? really kind of just X-Men kind of like lits, lights the candle as like, this could be done. And yeah. then Spider-Man really is like, this is the formula. You mm-hmm. have a lovable guy... With sort, it's sort of tongue in cheek. They're looking at the camera. They're doing quips, uh, but it's a serious. There's nothing movie. that wouldn't be in the comic book, and like, yeah, well, you, you know, don't it's, have it's, to. It's, you don't have to change it. Is the is the thing you don't have to make mm-hmm. it Dick Tracy, where it's like this ridiculous. Everyone's wearing yellow clothes and and you know wearing big weird faces to make it look like a comic. But you also don't have to make it look realistic. I think that's the yeah. big. You don't have to make it look gritty or like cool. It's well, just yeah, this is, regular. I think the thing that they really nail in this one versus, you know, you were talking about Batman for a, a split second there. Like, you know, Batman starts out its run in the 90s as this sort of like gritty but cartoony, you know, like Tim Burton sort of shit and whatever. And then as it goes, it just gets kind of campier and more ridiculous. Yeah. And while it's fun to revisit now and laugh at, like at the time, people were growing really, really, really tired of it. Yes. And you could tell by the end of it, people are like, fuck Oh, are you serious? <laughs> and, He's and people pulling were... out the bat credit card and shit. Like, oh, it's yeah. no, just people... dog shit by the end. And this one is the first one that feels like, 
Because then X-Men is like very obviously a like huge reversal on that where they're like, no, this is Serious. if the X-Men existed in real life. That's why Wolverine doesn't wear yellow spandex. He wears a regular outfit. Right, he's leather. wears regular stuff. You know, everyone <laughs> looks normal. <laughs> suits. Yeah, but this, this one is sort of like taking the best of both worlds mm-hmm. and being like, it is the real world, but there's a heightened sense to it. And what would you do if you really had these powers? It'd be a little campy, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think, I mean, I think it's obviously the winning sort of marriage here because Daredevil still goes back to like the X Men kind of thing. Hulk takes it too seriously. Yeah, Hulk. I feel like he's like, what is he? Is like fighting the army in that one? Yeah, and the huge poodles and shit. It's really yeah. weird. Angley went off the went crazy with that one so let's talk about the movie itself rather than its context what was your history with this one uh i saw it in the theater i loved it um i had the dvd yeah um now, I, I i'm you know as we as if you've been listening to this show for a while i was a huge comic book nerd i was watching this trailer when he when he fucking <laughs> i watched this trailer in the theater when he starts uh, webbing the helicopter between the two towers, and I was just losing my mind because I was yeah. like, "They're really doing Spider-Man. They're doing Spider-Man, and it looks amazing." Uh, and then that at nine eleven happened immediately, and I never saw that trailer again. But it, the trailer was just this was like one of the most excited I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spider-Man was never my favorite hero, but I really loved Spider-Man. I mean, he's great and he's a cool hero. Um, so I was very excited, loved the movie, yeah. thought it was great. I owned the DVD. I was excited for two. I watched two. I, Sam Ray, I was also, uh, you know, into um, Evil Dead too and Army of Darkness. So I was like a Sam Raimi fan too. So I just like sounded so perfect. And everyone online was very excited. The Ain't It Cool News nerds were very mm-hmm. excited. This was a big, big deal. And it was very exciting. Uh, and I, did very well for them um i have to say though watching it this time (laughs) uh i was less impressed yeah uh and i found i probably seen this movie like 20 30 40 times like my little brother was so in my my little brother like put this on every day i mean trying to like squeeze this into my week was like so stressful and there was like several times where i was like I just know everything that happens in this movie. Do I really need to watch it again? <laughs> I, I had that feeling too. I was, I mean, I was happy to watch it again. I, yeah. I, I was just doing a little work while I did it. But uh, even then, I was just like quoting the movie. You know, it was one of those things where I was just like, oh, I, I remember what happens now. I remember what happens now. Um, but I was sort of surprised at how bad the performances were yes uh that was the thing that really i mean not just the only person who doesn't who doesn't do a t- probably terrible job is willem dafoe yeah i think toby's all right i think he does fine um, i don't i think he's pretty underwhelming i mean like but i mean listen this is again it's it, it is compared it's to the backdrop of what is otherwise a just massive pile of shit in terms of performance. I mean, like, some of these people, like Aunt May and and Uncle Ben are just 
completely unbelievably bad. Yeah. Um, James Franco doesn't do a good job. Kirsten Dunst doesn't do a good job. But like even they are, like are, they're all like on Zannies the whole time. Like yeah. Mary Jane looks like she's literally going to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> the fucking teacher. Like everybody else who's outside of the main cast is so bad. And yeah. then most of the main cast is pretty rough too. Willem Dafoe <laughs> at least is just like really digging in, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah, the, I don't know, like, I mean, Bruce Campbell is doing a, his best there mm-hmm. with that, <laughs> like, the, as the, the wrestling announcer, uh, the bone saw guy, you oh, know, yeah. hamming it up, but well, that's, that's, uh, that's the macho man. Yeah, Randy Savage. Um, there is, uh, you know, there's, there's little bits here and there. Oh, J.K. Simmons is obviously J.K. doing... J.K. Simmons is just a absolute delight. <laughs> He's <laughs> lovely like, to watch. This is the, the, the role he was born to play. Yeah, everyone loves him in it. It's great. Uh, yeah, but th- most of the characters in this movie, like the main characters in this movie, are just like putting themselves to sleep with how little they give a shit about this. It <laughs> yeah. really feels like they feel like they're slumming it. Like, Sam Raimi, like really got them drunk and was like come on it's gonna be good we're gonna make a lot of money and they don't want to do this yeah mary jane does not seem like a teenager or uh interested in (laughs) spider-man like (laughs) harry doesn't seem like a teenager a but also like has any emotion like he's barely even a character he's like not around very much and when he is you're kind of just like what are you doing here yeah (laughs) are you just here to set up the hobgoblin for a later movie (laughs) yes but also it's like do they do that by the way does he come in as uh the hobgoblin at some point in three i believe Mm. uh they it's funny that they skip it for two because two is alfred molina as doc ock and uh two is the better movie right that's how i remember it anyway (laughs) it is hard to remember at this point uh i remember the best obviously because you have you have (laughs) have spider-man you have (laughs) you have him doing his whole fucking you know like dance and whatever like does he literally walk around to like um Brand, uh, staying eyes. alive like does he literally like do that dance and whatever i think he does street? i i mean it's hard to remember i saw it once in the theater and i was like "Woo, that was bad <laughs> yeah, i remember <laughs> that like, in was my, not a good movie <laughs> this is another one of those things like in my mind's eye in my memory of that sequence of him dancing down the street like it's like a it's like a 90s beer commercial he's like pointing at chicks yes. and their tops are flying off and stuff <laughs> i don't think that happens but yeah it's pretty stupid um i believe at the end of the third mo- in the middle of the third movie he uh they they uh he, he becomes a hobgoblin and i don't think that that happens in two i think it's yeah it's just doc ock and then they set up the lizard but i don't even remember if they they make the lizard happen Remember the scientist with the the one arm? That's this less the lizard. Um, no, but I don't even think they ever do that. I forget now. Uh, anyway, point is is that uh, Harry Osborn, James Franco has nothing to do and is like weirdly horrific to uh, his friends and girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it doesn't make any sense what his character is yeah there's like stuff that they just like throw in there where you're like who did you write this for who is this supposed (laughs) to be relatable to where he's like he's telling mary jane like don't wear pink my dad likes black yeah what what (laughs) (laughs) 
is your dad gonna fuck her like what's happening here your dad is like and i guess it's like they're trying to do some sort of like his dad is a rich asshole but like they also want to play it like he's a really like smart normal guy who yeah he really looks up to but you don't have any scenes where they have any relationship at all um yeah the the movie um and this guy the writer of this movie is like a historic uh ho- historically bad writer <laughs> uh, david coep yeah he did uh he did uh fucking the shadow uh, oh, the, Crystal Skull. He did lost, Crystal Skull. <laughs> the Lost World Jurassic Park 2. Uh, fucking Angels and Demons. The the Da Vinci Code sequel. Wow, but he's got good stuff, too. He did Jurassic Park. He did Carlito's Way. I'd argue that Jurassic Park is a pretty bad story. Mm. <laughs> uh, the, the, if you watch that movie, it's basically a not scary horror movie. <laughs> uh, but people like... It has um, not aged well. People like Carlito's way. Death becomes her is fun, but it's I also love Death ins- becomes her. insane. It's so psychotic. That's <laughs> another one of those ones like Beetlejuice, where you're just like, "How was that somebody's fucking idea? Yeah, like, how what, did somebody what was- just come up with that?" <laughs> uh, I mean, he's just a big like write the big movie guy, so it's sort of just like paint by numbers in a lot of ways. Um, I think this movie is interesting because it's in a time where it was still common to cast like near 30 year olds as high schoolers mary jane is only 20 actually that's Um, crazy but toby mcguire is 27 in this she's got a lot of um she's got a lot of head real estate so it kind of makes her look older (laughs) what do you mean like her face her head is big 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 head yeah uh it's it's true james franco looks like a 40 year old man in this movie yeah uh (laughs) I I, I I don't know how old he actually is, but uh, he seems pretty old. Uh, he is for, he was he was twenty five, I believe, in this movie. Um, so, just a lot of problems. I didn't find it that fun to watch this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the parts that I remember being fun were uh, pretty boring. Uh, if if they were even like watchable like the 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 first big like um meeting that the spider-man and green goblin have that takes place on a roof like some nondescript roof that looks like a soundstage and only like a soundstage uh when they're at the like uh they're at the parade thing at times square that oh yeah that one um and then like mary jane is just like hanging on to a balcony for what seems to be 10 full minutes and just <laughs> screaming her head off. Uh, I, I think that they're figuring out a language to sell this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam Raimi is trying everything in his tool bag, which is deep and, you know, full of interesting ideas. Uh, but he's working with a Hollywood script by a hired gun writer. Yeah. Uh, and also the, the special effects here have not aged well. <laughs> no, no, no. They look like complete ass almost yeah. all the time. The only stuff that I think looks any good is um, his web. Like I think the web looks pretty good. The web does look good. There's actually um, the scene in which 
he catches her and then catches all of the food on the plate. I've heard this. It's is practical. It's practical. He actually it took did him that. like 50 times to do it. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> just do it backwards do or it something. Backwards. Do it anything else. Uh, do it CGI. It's not like everything else in this movie is it fucking CGI. <laughs> Get like. It does I, uh, look good, though. It it does look good, but this is one of those things. Like I, this just came up on on set this past week for this commercial. That like, you know, we finish our shoot days an hour early, and uh, everybody on I do, yeah, and everybody on set is like, "Wow, I never get to leave early," and I'm like, "You should, you yeah. should get to leave. <laughs> Why early. would you not? Yeah, directors should prioritize." getting people out the fucking door these people's time is precious they're going to die one day you know like don't be sitting there fucking making toby mcguire catch milk you know <laughs> what's fucking wrong with you man people got kids at home <laughs> <laughs> this isn't that important yeah and sam Raimi just we're trying to make eight million eight hundred million dollars shut I'm up sorry. <laughs> have you made eight hundred million dollars <laughs> it reminds me of the story that chris ben glover told me personally about robert Z- or, oh, yeah, uh, zimmerman yeah, yeah, yeah. just screaming at him i want to be rich crispin <laughs> don't you want to be rich <laughs> people are crazy people are crazy uh, who make these dang old movies um why can't I think of Z- Z- Robert Zemeckis? I said mm. Zimmerman. Uh, anyway, Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, it's there's a lot of trouble here, a lot of problems. But why don't I think you say what did you what did you like about it? Stuff that holds up very well are um, his whole sequence of like getting to know his spider powers is great. That's always a good time watching him like try out the different hand gestures and like i mean i love that in this one it's just a gross actual web gland that yes i (laughs) i have always been and this is you know people very specific nerds are going to be mad but i've always been a proponent of the organic web because (laughs) the idea that a high schooler would have some sort of like capability of creating a chemical compound that inventing a chemical compound that would be that like have that tensile strength Ridiculous. and that's the, it stupid shut up stupid. That it comes out of a gross little gland in his arm <laughs> <laughs> wasn't one where the spy we were telling me about spider-man who has like a cloaca and like shoots it out of his back. oh yeah and the venture brothers oh yeah. that's venture brother um, um no so i think yeah, that, that you, you is- have to have it that way it doesn't make any other sense. Any other? It doesn't make any sense if it's not organic yeah. web. And I'm glad they did that this with this one. Um, I like him like not figuring out quite right how to control his sticky fingers. Like stuff gets stuck to him and shit. And like he like can't figure out how to like break off the web at first. So it's like he's like dragging the tray <laughs> behind him on the web. That stuff's yeah. all really fun. I like that sequence. All that a works lot. for me, except for like the stuff where other actors have to be involved. Like whenever sure. Flash gets involved, yeah, when he Flash fights Thompson, Flash, that doesn't work. That sucks. Um, uh, the big flip is like too indulgent. I think it would have been better if he just beat the shit out of him. Like the big flip is like everybody would be like the fact that nobody asks him how he did a double flip over Flash. <laughs> like everybody's like, wow, you really hurt Flash. I'd be like, how did you do a double fucking <laughs> somersault over him? Can you him? do that again? Can what you the do fuck? it again? Why aren't you like in Cirque du Soleil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you training spies or something? Uh, yeah, it's uh, 
that's the big problem with this movie i think is that the crowd reaction stuff just never makes any sense to me yeah i don't care for it like even mary jane like has this weird like she looks offended that he would punch back Mm -hmm. and everyone's like whoa peter you really are a freak or whatever and it's like you really High schoolers are don't you can think do that. a double flip over a man's head. And then <laughs> fucking freak? like street fighter Kamehameha guy across <laughs> the fucking room. Like no one is not going to be impressed by that guy. Uh, it, it's very silly. And this is like, yeah, the also the scene where uh, Uncle Ben is just like saying the classic line. Yeah. Uh, just... What does he? Th- what does he think is happening? <laughs> <laughs> what does Uncle Ben think <laughs> Peter's getting up to? <laughs> I know you're taking muscle milk and testosterone. Uh, <laughs> Your body's going through changes right now. <laughs> is he really just telling us? Do you think he's trying to explain like consent to him? Like, do you think that's a conversation yeah. about rape? Like, what do you think he's trying to convey to him with great power comes great responsibility? He does not know that Peter has spider power. What great power? What great Which power one? are we talking about? So that all that kind of doesn't work. So, uh, I guess the things that do work are, yes, it, while I don't love a sp- superhero origin story, mm. at the time, it wasn't as tired Yes. Uh, and we had never gotten one before, especially yeah. for Spider-Man. And if if they had skipped Uncle Ben dying, I wouldn't even mind. Like if it just starts with like Uncle Ben's already right dead and he's getting bit by the spider and he's like, ah, I guess it has to, the sequence that would be wrong. But I don't mind like a, like the stuff I don't like is, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne's parents. Fuck. Ah, uh, you know, that's yeah. who cares? I don't care. But what I like is like getting to know yourself. I what like if there when was a Batman like, movie that was like Succession, <laughs> <laughs> where his parents are still alive and he just sucks, <laughs> and they hate him. It's kind of like the Joker, right? He's, they're alive in the Joker. Um, oh yeah, but so he- so that stuff's good. I also um, as as corny as the scene is. Uh, when all of the uh, when all the New Yorkers on the bridge start pelting the Green Goblin with trash, it really <laughs> makes me very happy every time I see that scene. <laughs> My dad used to like be able. He would always quote that line where he's like, "You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us." Yeah. But he would like clearly be seething as he said it, like it pissed him off so bad. Oh no, that rocks! It's so cool. <laughs> and they do it again in the second one, and scene. you don't even mind when they all like when they don't look at his face. And I they, like, like that one. They crowd surf him through the fucking subway like he's Christ. I love that. <laughs> I that like that one. Rocks. I love how much of a character New York is in in the Spider Man movies. Like I like that it. Actually actually is about new york as much as it's about other stuff right and i like that in two and i i feel like it's weaker in this one where they mm-hmm. try to shoehorn it in and they also try to do the the tv news interview things that like feel really cartoony and yeah. sort of out of place i think they do it in my memory they do it better in two i'm sure it's probably also not aged as well but uh just remembering the that that scene in, in uh where they don't look at his face i think it is a little better in two yeah uh but in one the, the like i don't know it comes on a spider weirdo some kind of wackadoo like the, <laughs> it just feels a little like 
kind of goofy by a guy Jim who doesn't. Norton just like, I think he stinks. I think he stinks. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe they just had Jim Norton there. <laughs> they didn't like, do yeah. anything to him. They're just like, you're Jim Norton. <laughs> you're a firefighter you. or some You're shit. outside of the comedy cellar and we just kind of <laughs> saw you and we asked you what you thought of Spider-Man. Yeah, and also I don't like how that's not like set up or anything there's not like some news program there's not like no one's flipping through channels it's just scenes of random people oh, yeah. uh, it's that's, not motivated very well it's weird he, and 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 sam raimi he's not from fucking new york and he, he doesn't know anything about shows. new york uh, it shows it, when it they shows. are all hanging out at times square at watching parade balloons for some reason <laughs> yeah um, that shit sucks the other thing i like i mean we talked a little bit about it but um but J.K. Simmons, every time he's on screen, it's a delight. The it whole is. everything that's happening in the Daily Bugle office rocks. All that stuff is awesome. Um, it's the Daily Bugle, right? It's it is, yeah. Yeah. What's the one in um, Daily Planet? Planet is the Superman. Mm-hmm. So everything in the Daily Bugle office is great. His dynamic with his assistant is hilarious. I love uh-huh. that. Like his wife is on the phone, and he just hangs up on her, and then she comes in to tell him like what the <laughs> wife wanted, and he's like, just tell her this. That stuff is great. <laughs> yeah, I love Ted, when, Ted Raimi's um, in there. I love when um, when the Green Goblin busts through the wall to like be like, oh, takes the pictures of Spider Man, and like Peter is like right there, and, yeah. and <laughs> J.K. Simmons is like, I don't know. He sends it in an envelope. <laughs> he just <laughs> that lies. Fucking rocks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's journalistic uh, integrity, folks. And let's let's we gotta talk about Green Goblin because I oh, think yeah, that because it is yeah. I mean, we haven't talked about it literally at all, um, and I think that that stuff. It kind of works for me. It I works think that in varying degrees, I feel. He's insane, and it kind of works that he's insane. I do like the conceit of him not knowing that when he's the villain. Mm-hmm. Like, that sort of gives him an interesting thing to do. I remember really enjoying the uh, the mirror-talking stuff, where he, like is starting to figure out that there's this like other personality inside of him. And then they're like looking at the mirror and it gives Willem Dafoe a lot to chew on. And he's sort of going like Nick cage mode where he's just like, I am in vaudeville. (laughs) I am a horrible demon. Like, and that, and I think it's fun. Like, it's not right for the movie. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I think they should have just taken it a little more seriously. I don't, I don't think so. Actually. I think it's, I love that. It's so insane. And so (laughs) that's what the supervillains are supposed to be. You know, like when you think about who would be motivated to be a costume supervillain, they're fucking fruitcakes. They're crazy people. They're just, absolutely out of their minds and like i love that he i love the combination of his bigness in the role with like the fact that his suit looks like a power rangers villain (laughs) (laughs) i hate i've always hated the green goblin suit in this movie i Uh, don't i i have always hated it but i liked it more this time just because it's so goofy it's so bad and like he's so (laughs) like so insane and it just kind of i don't know it gives it an interesting sort of a vibe they're there is a level to which the badness of this movie is charming. Um, it's hard for me to think of it that way. I wonder if someone much younger would find this very funny uh, as like a so bad it's good kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to imagine because it's like so competent and earnestly good in places. Um, but I'm not sure. Uh, 
I've never liked the like I always hated it's one of those it's one of those concessions of like the X-Men kind of thing where it's like well why does he have a green goblin suit and it's like well he works for some company that like made the suit or whatever and it's like you don't have to do that like just give him rags or something like give him I don't know because they don't explain why Spider-Man has like some high tech spandex that like doesn't that couldn't yeah. have been made. This is the why first do they movie, have to explain this? This is the first movie I remember, um, like really seeing a plot hole in in a big way where like um, you have that first sequence of him being Spider-Man when he goes to the wrestling match and he's and it looks all the sweatshirt and whatever, and then. It, they just like he just goes home and he's like what if i try to make it good and then it just is good <laughs> it's incredible it <laughs> and, and it's the first time insane. i ever remember being like no you needed to explain that <laughs> you needed yeah. to give me something <laughs> maybe he meets a seamstress or something <laughs> but i mean even that it like it it's like has plastic or some sort of like space age technology in it yeah uh, but this is the first movie that makes it look good Mm-hmm. It's like the very first costume that looks like the comic that looks not hilarious. Yeah. Like Batman always looks stupid. It does like, occasionally look hilarious when they use the practical one. When it's um when it's the computer animated one, he looks awesome. When it's the practical one every so often you're like, "Uh, you aren't moving right. This looks ridiculous. <laughs> when you in, see him like jog in it, you're like, no. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah, there are some shots where he's just like clearly just a guy in a suit, and it's like a morph suit, but it still it doesn't look as bad as as basically anyone else. They did a big like, you know, they clearly got like someone who knew how to move in the costume. Uh. And most of the time it looks okay. Uh, but you're right. There are some like real wide shots where he's, uh, I, I, although like when he has his hat off, like mm-hmm. in the scene where he's in the rain. Oh uh, yeah. That looks pretty good. And he's just like, he's Tobey Maguire in a morph suit. Like he's still, it looks good. Um, also he has his mask off for some reason when he is, uh, trying to, he's like coming home to meet the, to meet Willem Dafoe at for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. He has his mask off when he's like on the ceiling, I think. Uh, and I feel like that always looks good to me. Um, so I think that's cool. I'm glad they did that. And they started a trend of being like, it is okay to just make him look like the comic. He can wear spandex. It's fine. Yeah. Just get a guy with a really good body or whatever. Um, so that works for me. I think it, Someone in our Discord asked, like, is Spider-Man responsible for Marvel movies? Yes. And I think yes. For good and for bad. Mm-hmm. Like, me personally, and I think we've we've talked about Marvel movies a lot on the show, like, I think there's some good ones. I think superheroes are can be interesting. I think there can be fun Marvel movies, superhero movies. Uh but I think Superman Spider-Man did the work of like really making a lot of crazy decisions and at least somewhat sticking the landing so that audiences in 2002 thought it was sick. Yeah. Um, and it sort of like created a blueprint to follow. Um, yeah, I think, um, and I sort think of if, like, if this didn't, if Spider-Man didn't happen, I think 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe probably would still happen, but it would be a much more dour, fucking lame thing. You know, it would be more like because they would. That's a great The model would have been X Men, and then it would have been you know uh, Batman Begins and and um, and Dark Knight. If there was no Spider Man, they never would have had the balls to have been like, what if it's stupid? You know, what if it's just stupid? <laughs> what if and it's kind of stupid? What if and it's, it's stupid like, and fun? You know, and and for better or worse, that's what made them what they are. And like, I don't know, would would they be better movies if they were dour? Would they be? Would would you know, Marvel guys be better if they were watching? <laughs> you know, you know, what if fucking Iron Man like? had something to say about society. <laughs> yeah, what if he thought that he was like des- more deserving of rights yeah. than, <laughs> than, you know, people in Afghanistan or whatever. Uh I yeah, I think it's I think it's uh I think that what came out of the Marvel peak uh was mostly bad. But I am happy to have gotten... I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't think I've ever actually talked about it, but I kind of like the last two Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. And I think it's pretty fun. They're pretty well done. Uh, I think that there's... We got Thor Ragnarok out of it. We got the good last... The the good Toby... Uh, not Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Um, there's some good stuff in there. Guardians of the Galaxy was fun. There's some good stuff. And I and I like that there is at least one side of the coin that kind of followed in the footsteps of just being like, what if it's fucking colorful and funny and and just dumb? And yeah, that's okay. And I like that. So, how do you feel about the movie in general? Recommend? I mean, <sighs> I gotta go. No, <laughs> I think it's important. But I'm going. I'm gonna go. I think it's influential. <laughs> I don't think this movie holds up, I even don't, though it's so nostalgic for me. I know. I also don't think this movie holds up, and I also don't think it's necessarily important that you watch. However, <laughs> it's hard to say you can't recommend. I kind of feel like I do still recommend it, if not just as a like. A crazy time capsule like as like you really can see so much of like the early aughts culture in this like the fits are just abismal <laughs> everybody <laughs> looks like complete dog shit it's like, so true the fucking high schoolers in this movie oof it's so oof, bad mary jane's fucking bad mary jane's pants in every scene are just the worst <laughs> pants i've ever seen they're like zero drip it's just <laughs> bone dry the whole movie nobody ever looks any good <laughs> it's so awful like it really takes a special movie to to have spider-man's costume be the best fit in the movie <laughs> <laughs> just spider-man's fucking latex spandex yeah. suit you look at him and you're like damn i guess i'd be wearing that if i had to <laughs> choose <laughs> yeah i mean you're just like begging for someone to just wear a regular shirt and, pe- and jeans yeah. or something like everyone has to have the worst blazer of all time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough it's pretty rough so i think i would recommend it on that basis <laughs> just um, to see some awful fucking well just fashion. to understand the early aughts and to like you know th- some of the like 
uh, really over the top product placement. You know, you get like some oh, really yeah. nice like thwips on the Dr. Pepper can and yeah. stuff. And <laughs> that was a big tie in. I remember I was a big Dr. Pepper guy at that point in my life. Yeah, the Spider-Man on the side of the can. Some 41 oh, has yeah. a song for this or maybe for two. No, it's this one. Yeah. And they, the it's rock a, is what we're all about. Uh-huh. <laughs> that song sucks so it's, fucking bad. It's one of the worst Some 41 songs. I yeah. like Some 41 and that song blows. It's the one where they extend out the rap that they do in, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the beginning of the Fat Lip video. Yes. Um, uh, I think it's called What We're All About. What We're All song. About. Yeah. And then uh, there's like... Who Nickelback plays, song. Who plays the solo in it? Um, there's like... Carrie King from yeah, Slayer. And he just like shows up and you're just supposed to be like, whoa. Wow, King. cool Slayer. <laughs> no Shut <way>. up. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. And this one also has that Dashboard cons- Confessional song. Yes, Vindicated. Vindicated. Uh-huh. Great song. Uh, I am big fr- vindicated. <laughs> oh, that's definitely what I'm closing this one out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my god! In the fucking line, the hope dangles on a string. <laughs> Rough. They say heroes could save us. I'm not gonna sit here and wait though. That's wow. The, that's the Nickelback one. Crikey. I couldn't believe I was like really Nickelback yeah really one of the all-time Damn, worst I mean, soundtrack really, I'm albums. having a tough time now am I gonna put the Vindicator or am I gonna put what we're all about mm. shit do I put them both and just like play the whole soundtrack <laughs> <You should> just- <laughs> <at> the <end? laughs> also I think uh, I'm looking here I hate to say I told you so by the hives is on the soundtrack mm. uh, weirdly even though that wasn't for the movie at all yeah uh, theme from Spider-Man by Aerosmith there's some weird shit on I this. I mean, usually like these this tie, one I didn't these would have, have tie-in like music videos if if it wasn't created specifically for it. And like the Hives video is like nothing about Spider-Man. It's just a sick video. Uh, which one? For hate to say, I told you. Oh so. yeah, no, but the hero Nickelback song and I think the vindicated dashboard confessional song had Spider-Man in it, which I is don't so know if funny. We see Spider-Man in the Sum Forty One video, but they are stuck to the ceiling. And oh no, we, we have oh. clips of Spider-Man. There you go. Same so not thing. even integrated into the video. They just show you some of the movie. It's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You see Mary Jane's fucking awful um, Chinese outfits. Oh. <laughs> what is no, that about? She's wearing like a fucking like a unexplained. Yeah, <laughs> just like a like a her dress tight is just has the thing. fucking like kimono thing. She has like chopsticks in her hair. <laughs> what the fuck? fucking bizarre yeah i'm definitely not recommending this movie i I appreciate your your ability to see the best in everything uh but this movie sucks honestly it's it's pretty rough uh and even even though i loved it when i was a kid i i i I couldn't get i couldn't squeeze that much joy out of it even like seeing bruce campbell and and jk simmons be a delight um so yeah, that's uh, Spider-Man. Uh, thanks so much for listening <laughs> to the episode. This has been week three of Willem Dafoe Month. Next week, we will be covering uh, Robert Eggers' not last movie? The Lighthouse. last movie, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll be The Lighthouse with uh, Wolf, Willem Dafoe and, um, and uh, that guy who is the hot guy, uh, Robert Pattinson. Um. I'm interested in hearing what you have. No, he did the Northman after that, which I still haven't seen. Hmm. Um, 
I'm interested to hear what you think of that movie. Have you seen The Lighthouse? I have, yeah. I liked Maybe, it a lot. Have we talked about it before? Maybe. Like, I think when I watched it, I might have had it as my other thing I watched. Mm, it um, was 2019 in the later in the year, so mm, it's very possible. Very possible. Uh, okay, well, we're going to talk about it again for real this time. Uh, and uh, then that will be the end of... Will that council month like yeah. that councilman month i don't think they've picked i don't it has formed though so you yeah, can't and they have been they have been ruminating on a potential <laughs> a potential uh fave of the hosts of the show oh yes they have and you have to answer whether you think one of those movies is one movie or two movies it's, it is two movies i think it's one i don't have that kind of time <laughs> yeah i think you do it's not that long uh but um I'm not doing it if it's well, if it's only one, because uh, I uh, yeah. anyway. Point is, is that they haven't decided. We can't say what it will be. They could change their mind. Uh, but if you do want to know about what we're talking about, if you want to know what the Dark Council is and how you could perhaps join, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/GenerationLoss and check it out. We will release a bonus episode every week, usually about the movie news, trailers that are out that week, your emails. Or the show we're watching, which you can vote on. Currently, it is HBO's Rome, which we have to fi- finish. Um, we'll be talking about that at the end of the month. Otherwise, you can hang out with us in Discord. You can follow us at John Lost Pod. Follow us individually from there. And until next time, that's, that's movies. Hope dangles on a string like slow spinning redemption, winding in and winding out the shine of it caught my eye and roped me in so mesmerizing so hypnotizing i am captivated i am